Hello, hello. Welcome to episode two with me, guys. I have Sicho, uh, and uh, in a minute to be joined by Justin. Episode two of the GTF podcast. Uh, join us every week. We'll be hosting this uh, podcast, and we we want to be talking about the English Premier League. You can uh, check out the GTF for those who don't know. It's uh, guys talking football on um, Facebook. So you can check it out. It's a group of football fans with the passion. Just uh, get in, and uh, we will host you. Uh, Nobert, welcome to the, the welcome the podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> you, you, you you seem bitter. What what is happening? <laughs> It's been a lot. It's been a rough day. Wow. Okay. Um. Uh, we 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 just need to wait for Justin to to show up. I'm sure he's still connecting. Uh, as a national fan, how how do you see how do you see the game that's just ended? Uh, Brighton or Albion versus Arsenal. How what do you make of it? Okay. The the, the the passion the passion wasn't there. That was uncalled for. Uh, Justin, you're welcome to the podcast. We, oh, we, are, thank just, you. Thank you. <laughs> we are just talking about the just ended the Arsenal match. Uh, okay, what, okay, yeah. what do you make of the game? How did you see the game from the beginning to the end? Well, the your game that you just had right now, well, I only had one big problem with it. All right. Uh, the problem that I saw wasn't really the defense. The defense had a shambles at the end, yes. But the biggest problem was the way they shut down your midfield. Okay. Your midfield was completely shut down by Mbesuma. That boy ah. completely shut down your midfield. That forced you to only score one goal, which was which came from the that's a moment of brilliance from Pepe, which always oh no, Pepe can kill those balls nicely. And ah, besides okay. that that wonderful paper goal, you were shut down completely. Chances were were rare for you to make. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, uh, yeah? Norbert, uh, please, could you tell us the difference or how do you see uh, the match uh, the match today and uh, Manchester City's match? 
that uh, we we had that Etihad. Uh, How do you see what was the difference? Did the Atleta get uh, both tactics wrong, or was there anything that uh, was wrong with the team? Today, I think um, uh, the the problem was the midfield, which brings me back to the problem, uh, which I said is the midfield. Uh, last time against the Man City game, he made the tactics wrong. He put the wrong players in that game. You can't go against Man City with young players with zero experience. That won't work. Man City okay. has got a squad depth that's very good and their players are really good and fast. You need experienced players that can just shut all those good players down. Today, uh, he went for full-on attack and left the, the midfield a bit open. Which okay, I that 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 was that that was evident throughout the match today. We could have, we could see that. Johnny, what do you what do you think? What do you make of it? Um, on Wednesday, I I don't think it was really okay. getting the tactics wrong. I think it was just him being very unlucky. I don't think there is ever a script or a game plan for how a manager reacts to two injuries in the first twenty minutes. There's no manager who can... That was an unfortunate. There's, there's no script for that. There's no script for making a, a, a two tactical team yeah. that completely keep you in the game. And when you look at the players that came on, Luis literally sold the game. Okay, okay. Okay, that... That, 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 <laughs> that was that was a very sad one for Luis last time. Uh, okay, we've seen Arsenal has has misperformed. What do you think? What does it tell on their hopes for the European football? Be it Champions League, uh, Europa League. What does it spell for Arsenal now? Stone, uh, maybe you can uh, you can tell us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's dead now. We don't even need to want to compete anymore. This that was the same thing I commented on the thread today. I said we should start trying out players that we think yeah. will be our key players next season. Okay. You know, players like Midlenaus, players like Willock, because there's nothing we're fighting for now. So we might as well give them that much experience now. So that when they come next season, they won't <laughs> Justin, how do you see how do you see this? So I think well at, at this point, Stone has a point. There's no point in fighting for a place in the Champions League. That's impossible. Mm, Maybe you can try to fight for the for the Europa spot at this point. Maybe that would be possible. You can push for that spot. It might be hard, but you can try to push for it. Every team would be fatigued at this point, playing after two days. If Ateta manages to get his tactics right and bring in the right players with uh, on the right game he can push to get at least only one lose in the or one lose or one draw in the remaining game which <laughs> might put you uh, a quotation yeah. to play the europa league yeah because honest if you don't enter in any european football you start losing most of your big names exactly exactly uh yeah. okay that no, okay. But wait, wait. Can I just comment? Can I just comment? Uh, don't you think it can actually help Arsenal if we sold all those senior players? Eh? I know it's a gamble, yes, but let's say we, we finish nine uh-huh. on the way we are right now. Okay? So we have no European football. 
no Champions League, no Europa League. Then we sell all our old players and we invest in young players, all of them that are, let's say, a base age of under 25, something like what Lampard is trying to do. Don't you think a year, two years into the future, those players can become very competitive and they can actually give you that, that energy that Arsenal clearly lacks? And they can have the match experience. That seems like a gamble. It seems like a gamble that could pay off if yeah, Ateta yeah. can gamble. do it. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. That, that, with that said, uh, away from Arsenal, today we had another uh, match earlier before Arsenal. We had uh, a match that featured uh, Leicester City. And, um, okay, Leicester City was number two. And, and they completely sold out their chance. And it dropped down. They they were playing against Watford today, and they couldn't. I know, I know Watford is is a team is is, is a mid-table team that is uh, strong to beat. But mm-hmm. uh, as 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 uh, as a as a as a former champions, Leicester City was expected to do better. Uh, Stormy, what do you what do you make of Leicester's performance today? Uh, how do how did you see it? were playing their first game in the restart since, since the league restarted so you can't really expect them to be at a so, so you're looking at it from the rusty point of view and both goals came post nine yeah i think it was just them being rusty and them failing to actually play their game because some players that did have an off game yes like bands I think even when Demar Gray yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything, <laughs> Justin, That's Justin, you also look at it as them being rusty. How did you see it? Yeah, I'm seeing them as well to be a bit. They're not really in the system. They're not. They were not really playing as a team. Let's say it's a, uh, a team that I know to have the highest team speed in the league. Okay. Just like uh, the Wolves team, they really have a high team speed. They work together to win games. They don't have a lot of big names that can shine, like these other clubs, Chelsea, Man U, Man City. They don't have those big names. But the way they work together as a team, it really works well for them. That's the reason why they managed to be there on top. But today, I didn't see them click together to play together as a team. Uh, a bit uh, I, I thought so as well. I, I thought they were playing individual for individual football, and uh, that usually kills Leicester's uh, whole game plans. Uh, yeah. Talking about uh, talking about past games, uh, we saw yesterday earlier. We saw uh, Norwich play against Southampton. Now Norwich has uh, I, I don't know a bit of a record. We've seen. Um, We've seen players like Tim Pukki come up and uh, do miracles at the beginning of the season. But what do you think has changed? Because Norwich lost 3-0 to Southampton. Southampton said that uh, you wouldn't think they would beat Norwich. And Norwich was at home. Of course, I, I understand yeah. that uh, after the coronavirus, the home advantage doesn't really look like an advantage uh, but still you would think Norwich would be able to carry the three points what do you think happened Justin? Okay on my part I think Norwich were just working on adrenaline in those first few months when they were playing way too well 
and of course of late, I haven't since uh, maybe November, December, January, and February till coronavirus came. I didn't really find Norwich to be a team that was very stable. They were just coming in, popping in, playing very good game, and then disappear again for a couple of games. Then pop up again, disappoint a big team. Inconsistency. Inconsistency. Yes, they are so inconsistent. And I don't think they are worthy enough to be in the Premier League for now. They have to go back to the championship and build again, which will happen. When they come back again, I think they'll be much better. Uh, that would be very, very harsh of you. Uh, Stone, what do you, what do you think of... I know you're a fan of Team Pokis, Stone. What do you think your friend is, is doing? What is he thinking? <laughs> I was one of the people who actually said this goal-scoring goal streak of Puki won't last the entire season, even when people were making those predictions that you'd be able to do. Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it comes to in the yeah. yeah, I think it comes to experience in the Premier League, those who can handle the pressure of playing at the highest level and players who can't. The championship may seem tougher than the Premier League because of the congestion of fixtures, but... Quality, quality matters. matters. I think on paper... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, with that said, uh, Norwich, I think Norwich needs a little bit of improvement in their team. Maybe they could uh, they could do that in championship next season and come back again and try. Um, yeah. You, uh, let, let's talk about one of the biggest matches that uh, we were expecting. Uh, actually, that we saw yesterday or yesterday night. Uh, Tottenham Hotspurs against Manchester United. It was a game that we we had so much hopes. We know such such a fixture is a fixture that um, brings so much hype. We Manchester United has fans all over that were extremely extremely hyped that they would beat uh, Mourinho and his side. Uh, Stone, what do you think? Uh, what do you make of the game that happened uh, last night, Manchester United and uh, Tottenham Hotspurs? Yeah, I think your statement is correct. Manchester United probably expected to win the game. It was um, Mourinho was always going to play negative football, if I can call it that. I think that was expected. And even after they went one nil up, they didn't seem like they wanted to get the second one. The same mistake. Just it. And, and when the pressure starts coming like that, when the pressure starts coming like that, you're bound to make mistakes, and that's how they end up conceding a penalty and almost two. And eventually, but Man United did have a decent game. They weren't getting any clear. Cards. Okay. The, so, uh, I'm sure Justin, they uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think was wrong with? Uh, I, I thought I thought there was something wrong with Daniel James's side. Do you do do you think he could have done better, or what? What do you think uh, Daniel James would have done different to to assist Manchester United with something more extraordinary? Well, Daniel James, for me, he wasn't really fit to play to play that game. Okay. I didn't see him as the right choice to play in that game on my part. I thought uh, with uh, all of their players being fit, I thought Igalo was going to be on the middle and then he puts uh, Marshall on the wing. Or maybe he leaves Igalo on the bench, Marshall plays on the center. Then their star boy, Greenwood, their star boy, this one, Greenwood, will play in that wing number. Daniel Jones, yes, he can run, 
But looking at Davis that was playing on his side of the pitch, that okay. was going to be hard for him. Very, very hard. Davis there. Ah. It was going to be impossible. <laughs> and Mourinho got the tactics. Uh, I don't. He want. He he never wanted to attack um, Manchester United. He it, knew that if he decided to attack, it was going to be open season for Manchester United because their players are really fast, most of them. So he, he had good tactics. At the back. Yeah, he had the. He, well, he cancelled out players that were going to create for Manchester United. Players like Bruno uh, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes was literally not seen in that first half. <laughs> the uh, only time when you started opening up was when uh, Jose Mourinho started making substitutions. When you removed Lamela, Bruno Fernandes started opening up. Okay. Uh, Stone, yes. you... I'm very sure you also noticed this. Uh, the partnership of Bruno Fernandes and uh, uh, Paul Pogba. It, it seemed like something that everybody should be looking forward to. Why do you think uh, uh, Ole Gunnar left Paul Pogba on the bench uh, when this match was starting? I think he was probably being cautious because when you look at the rich form that Manchester United had before the the league was paused. Pogba wasn't part of the okay. setup. And it gave Bruno that space in between the forward three and the two defensive midfielders behind him. That, so he had that free role. Uh, he wanted him to freely row in. Yeah, and when you see Pogba, he also wants to attack. So I guess it was more of a tactic to make sure the midfield stability and integrity is a little uh, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of them. It's still on the, on the Manchester okay, United so, game. Uh, can I comment on that one? Uh, getting to the point that Sean has brought up. Uh, so, if uh, Manu are supposed to have uh, that connection of those two, does that mean that those two, Pob and Brown, are supposed to be playing as attacking midfielders, both of them? Or maybe one will be playing central, the other one will be playing attacking? Because as we have seen already, I think uh, when Mourinho tried bro, uh, Pob at the back a bit, Pob was he didn't really get that number of playing defensive or central. Yeah, he can't attack him. Mm. So and Bruno, his job is also attacking. So how is it going to be? I think what Ole can do is give Bruno that number ten role. Then Pogba becomes a box-to-box midfielder. Then whoever is pairing with those two in midfield becomes a complete six, where you know you are sitting in between the two centre backs. Once you're two midfield pairing. Okay. Uh, to, is, is talking talking about the number ten. Talking about number ten. Um. Uh, what do you make of uh, Stone? What do you think uh, happened to uh, Marshall and uh, and and uh, David De Gea? What do you think was was wrong in the match. I don't think they found their full potential. And was David De Gea too exposed with the defense, or did uh, Marshall was never was he lacking chances? Was he never provided for what happened? Yeah, like 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 we were saying, uh, Tottenham went with a very negative and compact low block, so you obviously can't get a lot of chances to your centre forward unless he's a target man where you get to ping in balls, then he gets to deliveries. Play, that's not Martial. Then, yes, yes, you see, so it was, it was, it was hard for Martial because he was waiting for those player cut chances which they just didn't have because Tottenham were just too compact. Okay. Then the hair, I don't think 
really had a bad game. That was a tough shot to save. But yeah, yeah, it was very tough. Was, it was 50-50. It was 50-50. I don't think De Gea is a bad keeper. He was just unlucky at that very moment. Roy Keane, I, I wanted to ask on that. I've seen that. Uh, I, I wanted to say, I'm sure you've seen Roy Keane's comments on David De Gea's uh, uh, goalkeeping <laughs> skills. I, I thought it was very harsh. Uh, anyway, who knows yeah, what he... Was that anger from the yeah. draw? I think the draw made him very angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he wanted the win. <laughs> he wanted the win, which is not yeah, getting... Yeah, he wanted the win. Okay, so tomorrow we're having a few other games as well. We're having Newcastle United versus Sheffield United. We also have um, Aston Villa versus Chelsea. And uh, we have... The uh, derby side, uh, the the Messi side derby, Everton versus uh, Liverpool. Uh, Justin, your 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 team is playing tomorrow. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's back in action tomorrow. Uh, how 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 do you see <laughs> how do you see your team doing tomorrow? Are, are you seeing a win or a, a draw, a loss? Well, I'm I'm actually seeing a win. Depending on the tactics that uh, the players and the tactics that Lampard will use. What would you want to see tomorrow? Who, who would you want to see? How would you want to see them move forward? Uh, crosses from who? How would you see things? Well, I would still prefer... Since this game will be kind of a bit easy for Chelsea, I would still prefer Abraham to start this game up top. Ahead of Giroud so, and... Uh, yeah, instead of Gilles, but why I don't even consider him in the team anymore. He's supposed to go alone or be sold or something. <laughs> but okay. I would, <laughs> I would say Abraham should start. Okay. Then William should also start, and uh, Pulisic should start in the wing. Okay, Pulisic in the wing. Uh, we, uh, I'm, I'm very sure that you guys uh, at Chelsea, you have another one decade coming up, uh, Mason. Uh, yeah, Mason Mount. Mason, Mason Mount is one of those kind of players who are unpredictable. They do everything. The work rate is high. Uh, the vision is high. Stone, what do you think? What do you think spells for Mason uh, Mount in the, in the upcoming campaign of 2020, 2020-2021 uh, uh, Premier League? Yeah, well, it's, I think it all depends on how Lampard wants to play. Personally, I think Mount's best position is in the number 10 role. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the players that Chelsea have signed and are preparing for next season, I think it would be it will be his best season yet. Okay. Vena in front of him, Pulisic and CH flanking him, Iomo and Kante in midfield. I, I really think Chelsea will have one of the best attacks, uh, even though it pains <laughs> Justin, congratulations uh, on the yeah. signing of Vena. Um, uh, thank uh, you very much. <laughs> uh, I'm very sure you're happy. Looking at his record yeah, in the Bundesliga, I've, I've seen players from Bundesliga come to Premier League and they are not doing extremely well. And I've seen players from uh, Bundesliga coming back to Premier League and they are doing well. Look, take a look at uh, uh, PA Merrick Aubameyang. He's doing very well. Do you think yeah, Warner will be a success or is is going to flop? And if you be a success, what do you think should uh, uh, Lampard should do to make it that? Well, Vena, when he comes in, I've got mixed feelings. Though I still think he's the he's going to be a success. 
I have a bit of mixed feelings because most of the times we've been buying center forwards, we've, we've really had some bad luck of late. <laughs> the likes of the Moratas and uh, the other players. Yeah. Our signings haven't really gone well of late. The Higuain, the <laughs> Torres, even though they, he scored some good goals, but he was really controversial, that man. <laughs> so with uh, <laughs> Timo Ven, I still think he, he can do better. He can do better. Okay, Stone. It will be very sad for the likes of the Abrahams and the Giroud's and the Bashwais. It will be very sad for them. Uh, okay, Stone. We let's look at the the other game, uh, Everton and uh, uh, Liverpool. We have Liverpool. Well, before we move on, can I just ask you, you guys your opinion? Because this is one argument that has been going on in my camp for some time now. Okay. Uh, you, you brought up the topic of Mason Mount. All right. The boy is a wonder kid and he's very good. Excellent. But there's also uh, Ruben Loftus stick. Okay. The, the bully in the midfield that we also have. He also plays the same number as Mason Mount. What do you think? Who do you think is more suited in that Chelsea team and that Lampard formation to play in that team? Okay, Stoney, you can. Uh... Okay, um, I think Lampard doesn't seem like a manager who has one primary tactic, and I think no manager should have that. Mm-hmm. I think depending on the opposition and how you want to break them down, you can go with a four-three-three, which has a ten. Or your regular four two three one, sorry, with a ten, or you can go with a four three three with two eights and a sitting six. Then when you go with two eights, I think you can have Loftus Cheek and Jorginho and Kante yeah. making that midfield three. I think that would be one of the better uh, formations, especially the teams that are going to attack you, Liverpool, City, United. I think that can be the best formation for Chelsea. Yes, yes. And when you know you're playing the mid-tempo sides and everyone else, I think Mount would be in those. Especially with the, with the signings of Vena and CH. I, I, I don't think he will, he will have any problems at number 10. So I think it depends with the position and how you want to set up. But either way, I think Chelsea will find success regardless of who's playing that position. Okay, okay. Uh, I've I've got the same uh, same view on that. Uh, but for the sake of an argument, if um <laughs> if there is <laughs> if there is a chance that uh, the formation uh, Frank Lampard is using and uh, he says there is uh, either of you should go in, I'll I'll, I'll go for uh for for lost a chick because I think he's got a more experienced side to him than uh, Mason Mount. Uh, I, there is no dispute that Mount is brilliant. Both of them are brilliant, but the brilliance comes with experience as well. I'm sure there's a few things that uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek would do that Mason wouldn't. Exactly. Uh, I would probably thought. bring. Uh, I would probably bring in uh, Loftus Cheek a bit later on. <laughs> exactly what I thought. Okay. Uh, okay. Moving on to uh, Liverpool and uh, uh, Everton. We have Everton at home. Now, Merseyside has has always been, uh, and not not of recent, but uh, with history, Merseyside has been a fixture that brings out the the, the competitive side of these teams. Uh, you look at Everton; they they've got um, they've got players that are capable of 
hitting every nerve that Liverpool has. Liverpool on the other side, on the other side, they've been uh, brilliant all season until towards the end or uh, towards the closure of the uh, the games when they started losing, uh, winning 1-0. Uh, Justin, how do you see Liverpool performing against uh, uh, Everton in Merseyside Derby tomorrow? Uh, Liverpool, their game will be a bit sketchy. That's what I think. Because um, from the beginning of this season, I don't see that that brightness that I was seeing last season from Liverpool. It's like okay. uh, they were an on. An origin, they were expanding, they expanded, they reached, they reached their, their climax last season. Then I'm just seeing small signs of decline in their squad. Mostly because squad. if you ask me, if because of the squad, they play, overuse their players. Week in, week okay. out, they are using their players every day. And if you look at this thing of the way we'll be playing the last, the last few games, every after two days, I think they will find it a bit hard to contain the last few games. But don't get me wrong, the league is there. The void won it. That one is there. In thirty years, congratulations to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already <laughs> came to peace with that. That the league is theirs. But uh, come okay. next season, uh, if they don't manage to sign new players, I don't see them repeating the the dominance they had in the league. This season, next season again. I don't see it. Uh, so, John, how do you see Everton performing? Do you see Everton pulling out one uh, against Liverpool tomorrow, given that they're at home? Well, that sums it all. <laughs> that sums it. Speaking, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, regardless of how good Piggy uh, is, uh, okay. Ancelotti is. There's just too much strength from Liverpool, and I think they've just got too much hunger for the league. They just want to so I don't think that that is one thing that I've observed from Liverpool. They have, they they don't have squad depth uh, in terms of bench. Uh, Salah has underperformed in different games. We've seen Mane stepping up in places he shouldn't. Uh, we've seen a player like Virgil Van Dijk move forward to score goals, but the depth at the bench they don't have. They have the hunger. They have the players. They got on the pitch. They have the hunger for the, the Premier League. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, seeing seeing that they don't have the squad depth, they may win this one. I think. But um, the following uh, campaign, it may be very difficult for them. If they are not careful, they may have a Leicester City situation on their hands. <laughs> I, I don't know how you see it. <laughs> Oh, uh, you disagree. Okay. How do you see it for the next campaign? Uh, Liverpool have enormous quality, so they don't need uh, rotation as much as the rest of us do. They they have one of the fittest squads. They don't get these long term injuries. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, that that that. Now, now let's talk about. Let's look at uh, situations where they have the Champions League to play. They have got the Premier League. The Carabao Cup, they've got EFL, they have, uh, you know, 
do you think that the players will not be fatigued if they say three of the say, they've had all that they've okay. had uh, They've had all that this season and they've managed. And, they've and, managed and, and if it was not for Corona, that, that Atletico game, I if it wasn't it for coronavirus, we would have been seeing Liverpool. They had said winning 1 0, draws, uh, loss at Watford and, and at the hands of uh, uh, Atletico Madrid in Champions League. Yeah. We had seen teams, we had seen teams, teams stopping to fear the, the, to, to fear the Liverpool side that began the campaign. We saw the decline. I'm not sure if you saw it, but I could see players were fatigued. Even the way they lost to Chelsea, I, I don't. Uh, that's not the Liverpool I, I know. Getting scored by the hands of players like Barty. No, that's not supposed to happen from that kind of squad. That Liverpool. <laughs> they were so, fatigued. <laughs> I, I do respect. I do respect Liverpool a lot. I, I don't know how you see. It, uh, journey about the fatigue is indeed going to be too much on them next season uh, i think liverpool can still cause an upset even with the rotated squad the thing is liverpool target which competitions to actually compete so if you see this season they yeah. set their minds mm-hmm. the and they are doing very very well in it yeah Last season, they said, ah, you know what, we're a little bit short in the league, let's just go pull out on the yes, yes, yes. and they won. <laughs> so, those Carabao competitions, those club World Cup com- competitions, they can use their second squad and, and even if they get knocked out in the first round of the Carabao, they don't mind because that's not the primary objective for the club. They Champ- want Champions League, they want ah, Premier League. The top leagues, top. The 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 silver the, the silverware that's been missing in their cabinets for a while. <laughs> exactly. That that's all that matters. You want to see Liverpool in a season competing for Carabao. Yeah. But okay. So they are supposed to be competing for every trophy they participate in, like all the other big clubs. Let's go for the other big clubs, like uh huh. No, but. If you see the top teams, the top six, the primary top six teams in, in England, none of them really go with yeah. their full squad in the Carabao Cup. Unless they're having a great bad season and they say, you know what, let's just get this piece of silver where at least we yeah. have something to show nah. at the end of the season. Otherwise, everyone target the league, Champions League and FA Cup or Europa League. In the <laughs> that's, that's okay, okay. As uh, Johnny makes a good point, uh, yeah. Liverpool maybe might just uh, pull out something even next season. Uh, congratulations to them. I'm very sure this one is theirs. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for coming on to the podcast to discuss about um, these games. We hope to see so much further. But maybe before we go, uh, Justin, how what how do you see the scoreline for Chelsea tomorrow? Well, the score for Chelsea, looking at how poor our defence has been, I think uh, a 3-1 would do. 3-1 to, uh, to Chelsea. 3-1 to Chelsea. What's your prediction on the Chelsea match? Uh, I don't see Aston Villa causing Chelsea a lot of problems. But Aston Villa do have one game under their belt. So maybe they might be a little bit sharper in the beginning, but you're going to be a three-nil victory. Well, uh, I I don't think I'm seeing Jack Grealish uh, leaving without uh, a goal. So <laughs> I'll I'll go for a three-one as well. 
we, we how about the the derby? Messi said derby Everton against uh, Liverpool. Uh, with that one, I see that to be an easy win for Liverpool. I'm not sure the scoreline, it might be 1-0 or 2-0. Since those are the scores that Liverpool usually make of recent days. <laughs> but it will, be, it will be definitely a Liverpool win. And I'm not really seeing uh, Everton or with their strikers, the likes of Richardson scoring after what they said <laughs> to Liverpool <laughs> of late. So I'm seeing it as a 1-0 or 2-0 win to Liverpool. Uh, Stan, what are you seeing? Five. <laughs> you know what? You, you gentlemen have different ideas. I, I'm gonna go with something different. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm going with uh, Everton win two one to Everton. Ooh, well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing Gilfie Sigurdsson and. Uh, uh, Richardson having something there. Anyway, we are going to see. We're going to see about that tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much, gentlemen, for featuring on the podcast. It has been uh, a pleasure hosting you guys here. Okay, okay, it was a pleasure. All right, all right. Here. <laughs> okay. Uh, JTF, thank you for listening. This is this was the podcast number two of the JTF podcast. Uh, those who are listening, you, you talk about football on the podcast and we we analyze so much more. You can visit the Facebook group. Uh, where I'm sure you'll be enjoying yourselves. We have trolls there. We have um, analysis, statistics, everything that a football fan enjoys. And I'm very sure that you'll be uh, glad that you joined the group. Uh, for me, your host, MJ, it was a good time with you. See you tomorrow and uh, enjoy the night.